What? <laughs> okay, we're this good. This is our first episode back from our hiatus, right? Our third or fourth hiatus. Uh, our third or fourth it? or fifth hiatus. Several months long hiatus. Yes. Um, as Ash pointed out, we were supposed to record this in January. Yeah, I have it written down as Sunday, January 10th at 12 p.m. And now it is? May 23rd at 1 p.m. Oh, great. So. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> Only four and a half months off. So much. Uh, what have you been up to since our last hiatus? I genuinely can't remember what the, I mean, so the last episode we put out was only a couple weeks ago, but we recorded that, like, in November. In November. And so I don't remember what we talked about since then. So I guess since then, um, I had got a new job, so I'm, like, working in person. <laughs> you definitely talked about your new job. I definitely talked about that. Um, I like it. It's fine. It's good. Um. <laughs> you, you're getting I mean. nervous talking about what you've done in the last I, yeah. four months? Um, I mean, COVID happened. I mean, great COVID has happen. been happening. It's been happening. We're both vaccinated. Yeah, we both got vaccinated. We're both fully vaccinated. Yes. Um, um. Yeah, since the last episode we recorded, I've still been working from home. I'm voluntarily returning to the office June 1st. I finally got diagnosed and medicated for ADHD. <laughs> It's not working. <laughs> the dose is too small. <laughs> oh, Ritalin's not giving me the juice I need yet. <laughs> oh, I guess, yeah. So I guess my roommate's moving out, my current roommate. And then I already have someone lined up to move in. But there's going to be like a month where I'm going to be living by myself. And I'm scared. Oh, my God. Um, because there will be no more, like no pets, no nothing. It's just going to be me in a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment SDP by myself. company. <laughs> Probably, just to make sure I don't, like, shave my head in the middle of the night or Yeah, something. don't shave your head in the middle of the night. Like, like, yeah. I've already cut my hair. Just, like, throw your hair scraps off the balcony. For the birds. Yes. I actually don't know if that's what you're supposed to do. Get tangled in it. Anyway. Oh, we're back. We're and back. we're talking about creepypastas. We're talking about creepypastas today. We haven't introduced ourselves, uh, so <laughs> this is episode 11, I think, and we yeah. still forget to introduce ourselves. I'm Ash, one I'm of your Julia. hosts, and that's, yeah. It's just, and we're talking over each other. We're yeah. talking over each other this because... Like... First episode is over. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Get back into this. I think we said that the last episode that we released, which was the last episode we recorded, which was also after a hiatus. We were like, oh, we just have to get back into the swing of things. It's like riding a bike, except I haven't ridden a bike. I actually rode a bike for the first time in a long time, a couple months ago, and I was, I did fine. I just got, I mean, I'm out of shape. Same. I mean, <laughs> we went and worked out together, and I could not last five minutes on the elliptical. I genuinely was like, I thought I'm going to start crying. Like, I was I legitimately go. concerned for Cecilia's yeah. well-being. Yeah. Because you told me, I was like, I don't work out. What do you do? You're like, eh, 30 minutes on the elliptical. I was like, well, all right. Could not do five minutes. <laughs> I was like, you got like 12. <laughs> yeah, you did because I finished a mile and like my mile time on the elliptical was like 12 minutes. Yeah. Oh, no. I remember why I thought it was five minutes because I was going so slow. The machine constantly told me like. Oh, kept timing out. It kept timing out. So it kept pausing. So in total, it only recorded me doing it five, for five minutes, <laughs> even though it was 12 bestie um because i was going so slow it kept saying pause pause and he had beeping and people kept look if the person like over to my like left kept 
Bad. I want to stop being nosy. Next time. <laughs> okay, so we're back. Episode 11. Uh, I'm Ash. That's Cecilia. And we're talking about creepy pastas today. Um, so, Cecilia, I know that you know what a creepy pasta is, mm-hmm. but what do you say? What is a creepy pasta? What is a creepy pasta? I'm so glad that you asked, Cecilia. <laughs> so, I took this from an article on Aeon written by Will Wiles on December 20th of 2013 because I'm fighting sources like a real journalist. Wow. <laughs> and it reads The word creepy pasta derives from copy pasta, a generic term for any short piece of writing, image, or video clip that is widely copy and pasted across forums and message boards. In its sinister variant, it flourishes on sites such as 4chan and Reddit and specialized venues such as creepypasta.com and the Creepypasta Wiki, um, which at the time of writing has nearly 15,000 entries. So creepypastas generally generally resemble rumors, um, so it's, it's repeated without acknowledgement of the original creator and is cumulatively modified by many hands existing in many versions. Even its creators might claim that they heard it from someone else or found it on another, another site, uh, obscuring their authorship to claim, uh, to aid the suspension of disbelief in the internet's labyrinth of dead links, unattributed reproduction, and misattribution lends itself well to horror. Creepypasta has an eerie air of having arisen from nowhere. I think that's almost too, like, leftover from, like, when there used to not be internet and someone say, oh, I heard this thing. Or I'm the one that found this thing. I'm the one that wrote it. And everyone's like, wow, you're so... Wow. You're actually wow. Um, the, uh, that, yeah, that in essence is what a creepypasta is. Um, do you want to talk about like what your relationship is to creepypasta before we start talking about yeah. the creepypastas we're going to talk about? I think that's like one of my first like dives into like horror stuff on there. Was like I used to love... Um, which in hindsight should not have done this, like staying up until like two three in the morning on fucking like four chans, um, paranormal board, um, and just like reading all of because like people would just post them or like they'd like post all your favorite ones or, or like people would write original ones and stuff. And then I moved over to once um like Reddit was a bigger thing, like there's boards for that on there. Um and it was just like fun because it was like, I don't know. The, like screenshots of the stories is how I read it. I never read it yeah. as like text on a page. I had to like, it was like saved as an image, and I'd like zoom in and read it <laughs> manually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's where it started. And then um, now I like will occasionally like listen to podcasts or like people read them or like whatever. I think especially like on Reddit now, obviously like it's a lot more you can know who the author is or like, right. things like that. But the old old one. Or just like literally just as like this and like one knows and like so many people could claim like oh yeah that was me like there's literally no way of like knowing who it actually yeah um yeah my my relationship with creepypastas is pretty similar i've never been on 4chan though good don't I... don't don't ever don't ever do that i, I... was always on the reddit no sleep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then on the actual creepypasta website so i read a lot of creepypastas on creepypasta which now is, like, the most janked-up website I've ever been on. The words kept disappearing off the screen. Um, so it was very hard to actually read yeah. my creepypastas again. Uh, but then, yeah, I remember just... I mean, there's, like, Dr. No Sleep on YouTube is, like, mm-hmm. a YouTuber who reads creepypastas. Mm-hmm. And then the No Sleep podcast is obviously a podcast that takes... And it's the... 
That one's like the official one because they actually have it on their like on the forum page that like you cannot like recreate or like you can't read the stories out on yourself without like permission from the people on the site whereas before you could literally just like do it whenever you want because i remember uh back to our icon jenna marbles um on one of her podcast episodes they were like oh we're gonna read creepypasta from online from reddit and then the next the next episode was so we apologize for reading stories from no sleep reddit because we didn't realize that we were breaking the rules oh no it like very explicitly states that whereas like the ones um like today like i we're not i'm not we're not gonna like read word for word like what the creepypastas yeah. are um but also i don't think i got any of my creepypastas from the no sleep i got them off dot com from the no sleep reddit thanks no also i miss jenna i know i think about jenna marbles when i get sad constantly. all i know okay. I know she's engaged now. I know, so how cute. cute. With Julian. Yeah. How cute. I know he's, like, on Twitch as well. I don't... <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> he, I'm sure he's a good guy. I don't personally I, yeah. vibe. We want Jenna. Anyway. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so... We'll get into some of the stories that we pick, we picked to discuss. What did you pick for your story? Yes, okay. My first story, I picked this one that's called Another Hungry Mouth. Um, um, and I just, I liked this one because it was, like, a bit of a twist at the end, um, of, like, what the actual part, like, scary part of it is. Um, it does involve, like, a baby, um, and so no harm comes to the baby, but it is, there's concerning situations that the baby is in, I'll say it, I guess, um, which I guess is another part of why it's kind of creepy to me, but... So this one, um, Another Hungry Mouth, again, I don't know the author, uh, found it on the Creepypasta site, and so, like, the time and location of the place isn't really specified, um, but I am assuming it's, like, England, just because certain terms that they use, like, grades, or, like, I don't know, there are certain terms that they use that are, like, English. It's a male illness in it! Anyway. <laughs> but, I... From context clues, like, I'm assuming it's, like, fairly modern, um, but whatever, it's not, like, super modern, but it's about a girl named Constance, who's, like, kind of a, like, teenager, um, it doesn't really say how old she is, but her and her sister Emily, and then Constance, pregnant. <gasps> In pregnancy. Oh and no one, like, she refuses to tell anybody who the father is, and, like, her family's, like, begging her, like, her sister, like, just tell me, like, I want to tell her parents, whatever, but she's just, no, like, I just like having a secret for myself, like, it makes it special, and, like, okay, um, but I'm just, like, that's concerning, that sounds concerning. That sounds like it was um, definitely a grooming yeah. situation. Especially because Constance then says, well, he's not exactly a boy. Okay. Like, yikes. Because um, Constance, because Emily, her sister, was like, I thought you didn't like boys. And she's like, well, he's not exactly a boy. Okay. Yikes. I hate that. Yeah. So, like, gross. But whatever. So, like, um, the baby's born, and she names him James. And she was, like, super happy and, like, oh, my gosh. Like, love it. Love the baby. Great. Oh, great like time. Baby. Um, but then James, like, starts just, like, losing a ton of weight and, like, won't eat at all. Like, she can't get him to eat. And so 
they take him around to all these doctors and like nobody can tell him what's like what's going on and he's just like crying and like it's like so skinny like it, it describes like how skinny he is and tiny and it's like so upsetting because he's like a tiny little baby but um constance is like really out of it and like obviously it's like super dramatic like stressful situation and but she's just like worried about her son and then one night um at about like 2 a.m emily wakes up because she like sees a light on in the hallway like the and it's from, go, coming from the kitchen and she goes excuse me um, and like the fridge is open and like food is thrown around everywhere and like what the fuck and so she hears noises coming from her sister's room constance room and she goes in there and she finds her sister like standing over the baby crib just holding like raw meat like trying to feed the baby raw meat um and it's like dripping all, like all over and then she's won't eat like i don't know what he wants to eat like just trying to like feed him and emily's like okay let's go to bed let's, let's not give this baby raw meat steak and whatever and then um i guess like a few nights later she hears like crying and she describes it as like obviously he's like a sick child so he's like crying all the time but this one was like different it was like a different like kind of like screech almost and so she runs in and she finds her sister with like a knife over the kid and she's like oh what the fuck and the baby's like covered in blood and like what the hell and it looks like there's like a gash down his like torso and she's like freaking out and then she looks closer and there's teeth in the baby's like the cut that's on the baby and she looks over and there's the body of a rat on the side of the table um that her sister used to like decapitate the rat and it turns out that she fed the and it was the, the baby was eating the baby was eating the dead rat head um and she was like the mom was like so happy she's like oh my god he's eating oh my god it's amazing she's like crying meanwhile her sister's like what the fuck uh but then this last part was like her she's looking at her sister constance and she just like looks super relieved and happy and she's like oh emily he looks just like his father <laughs> <laughs> so like, the, the twist is that the, she's a monster the fucker. Is, yeah, she's yeah. a monster fucker. Yeah. Um, there's a cute little like illustration that comes with it. Cute little illustration. Um, okay, because it's like her like all pregnant and she looks really happy and she's like floating above this like like tentacle monster thing. I hate that. Um. So like that monster, that part isn't cute, but it's like. Um. But yeah. So. That one. I actually I hadn't heard that one at all. Um. Do you think that once she discovered the chest mouth, she tried different foods, or she was just, like, first thought was dead rat? Well, I think she, like, tried to feed it the already dead meat, and the baby wouldn't eat it. So, he's so, so like, I think the baby needed, like, fresh. He just wanted dead rats. Yeah. But it was also, like, they described it as, like, it was the rat was decapitated and the body was on the table, so it seems like it's just the head that it ate. Okay. So it might just be, like, a brain thing. Like, okay, it might just the promised Neverland. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, she's just like, so, yeah, so I guess if they can keep feeding it just, like, rat heads, that's fine. Little James. <laughs> Little James will be fine if he can yeah. have just pure rat heads. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Awful. Yeah, so, and that's just how it ends. She's like, what the fuck? A lot of creepypastas have those kinds of endings, though, where it's like, Mm -hmm. there's not really a resolution, but it ends on the twist. Yeah. And And that's, like, like, what's supposed to be, like, oh. Okay. 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 Um, uh, Sorry, I'm going to backtrack for a second, Mm -hmm. and, like, another point of (laughs) 
quote-unquote business that we forgot to mention is that henceforth all these episodes are going to be unedited if you couldn't fucking tell i'm so sorry this is all raw audio so what you get is what you get thank you for supporting us through that um so yeah what was another hungry man Which is like, I also, I don't know, I thought that was like a fun title. And also, like, it's a second. There's another mouth on the baby. Good for him, honestly. I have a lot of questions about the baby, honestly. Yeah, I just mean, like, anatomically. Yeah, like, anatomically, they describe it as just a baby. He's just got teeth in his chest. Yeah, but, like, it wasn't visible before. Just, like, it, like, mentions, like, the baby being in a diaper and, like, you know, like, it's yeah. just in that point when she's, like, feeding him that. I know it's a mouth. Lots of fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, again, harm kind of comes with the baby, but he's he's fine in the end. He just eats some rats. He's fine. He's grow big and strong on rats. Yeah. Looks yep. just like his daddy. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, the first story that I'm going to talk about is, uh, I feel like, even if you're not super into creepypastas, if you're, like, tangentially a fan of horror, you've heard of the Russian sleep experiment. Yes, yes. Um, so I chose the Russian sleep experiment because, number one, I feel like it's ex- accessible to people just because, like, it's so popular. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I kind of, I was planning on getting into it later, but, like, why is it scary or like why did I choose it and like I spent a lot of time like thinking about like what in particular makes the stories that I chose like scary Mm quote-unquote or like stand out to me and I think that the conclusion I came to is that they're both like weirdly grounded in reality okay yeah uh so like the the Russian sleep experiment is like super like it's kind of far-fetched but there has, like, historically been a lot of fucked up human experimentation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, Unit 731 in World War Two, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. Mendel and the twin experiments in yeah. Nazi Germany. And MKUltra. Um, so it doesn't, like, seem outside of the realm of possibility that something like that could have happened in, like, the USSR. Yeah. Especially because it is during the USSR, and so, like, at the time, it is. Like, yeah, of course they did. Yeah, of course they fucking did this. There's no way that like some seventy year old person somewhere doesn't read the Russian sleep experiment and think it's real. It's real. Yeah, no, I can see it now. Cue on Facebook page. Everybody, this just in the Russians. <laughs> the Russians fucked with the sleep. So this story was originally posted to Creepypasta on August 10th, 10. So it is eleven years old. Happy birthday! Be like a fifth grader now. Um, it was originally written on Creepypasta by username Orange Soda. Mm. So, like, refreshing. Mm-hmm. I'm Fanta or Sunnist. Yeah. Uh, so, just to kind of provide an overview of the story, five test subjects are sealed into a room to test out a gas that's function is to eliminate the need. So, they're given the necessities to sustain life and are being monitored by doctors and Russian military personnel. Um, and then the entire time, shit has been slowly hitting the fan, but gets super buck wild on day 15. Yeah. Also, it's sometimes literal shit. Literal shit at some point, yeah. 
the day 15, they go to shut down the trial. And, you know, what's basically happened is, and this is the thing that I think is stupid as hell, is that the lack of sleep has revealed the inherent evil inside the human mind, which doesn't, like, vibe with me because... What is it? Uh, this is the part where, like, my head, I'm smart, but not because Sarah's, like, a philosopher. The nature and violent, all that shit. So I'm like, you would love this. Yeah, and I think that's, like, the ham-fisted point that this story is trying to make is mm. that, like, we have limitations on our, like, abilities because if we were unlimited in our capabilities, and I'm yeah. old or whatever, which is like, okay, I don't buy that, but like, whatever. Whenever I don't sleep, I craft and like deep dive Wikipedia <laughs> article and learn too much about like garlic. I don't. I guess thinking about it in that context, though, if I don't sleep, I do go feral. So, <laughs> uh, not this feral. So, like on day fifteen, um, shit really starts hitting the fan. Um, these test subjects. They're like, so the doctors and the personnel are like, we're going to take you guys off the gas. We're going to stop the experiment. Because at this point, they've like stopped eating. They've clogged the drains and like there's like feces stuff and piss like piling up on the floor. And like, um, there's like, I think one of them has already started to like cannibalize themselves. Um, And they start to get like super feral when they're like, we're going to shut this down Mm -hmm. because this is fucked. Um, and, uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the whole thing, is that, like, then they try to reseal them into the chamber with the gas to, like, keep them from, like, killing themselves Mm -hmm. and, like, killing other people because they've killed some of their personnel. Um, and and in the end, I think pretty much everybody ends up dead, but it's just, like, the the moral of the story is, like, don't fuck with what you know, because, like... Because I remember, because this one I have read, and this one's, like, a little... Kind of, it's not too long. It's not too long. It's, I not think even... it's about a seven minute. Yeah. So, but it's um. There's like one part where like they try to talk to them, and there's like I don't know. They like just keep kind of repeating the same like cryptic shit of like whatever. And like, you know, I'm just like, have they considered that the people that they picked to be in this experiment were just like awful people to unhinged begin with? To begin. Yeah. You have to be kind of unhinged to like volunteer. Right. But I guess like if we're thinking about this in the context of like this is. Like, experiment carried out by the ussr like they probably didn't like, volunteer or like prisoners right they were probably well, prisoners that makes more sense yeah and then also actually so like regarding obviously like we already know like the effects of not sleeping bad and like some psychosis or like they have a lot of health problems um but the way that the story describes how they like their body like changed is like yeah it's they literally and like there's always that one picture i'm like i can picture it in my head that oh like in from my experience always accompanies like a really gaunt Gaunt. person like gray skin sunken eyes and that's something um so the origins of this story according to russian beyond so it's a russian state-owned publication (laughs) the story originated from a forum likely reddit um and then (laughs) In my notes, I wrote, did not want to conduct further research, TBH. <laughs> you or them? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing that 
actually get that out. <laughs> you, this, is, this is like, I'm going to tease this, and then you're going to have to go out and buy this information on your own. You're welcome, Russia. You're good Way to go, Russia. Russian state-owned publication. Um, I did also write, though, that this kind of tracks, though, because the origins of a lot of popular creepypastas are Reddit-based, so, like, Slenderman and... Um, other stuff, the No Sleep Reddit forum is famous for producing a lot of popular internet horror fiction. Like, um, I actually mentioned the one, one of the ones that you said that you were going to talk about, uh, which is Pen Pal, mm-hmm. um, and then Dathan Auerbach, who's the the author mm-hmm. of that, also has a new newer book called Bad Man, which is I I accidentally stole it from the public library. Oh yeah, that's what. But also other other stories like Baraska. I don't know if you've heard Baraska. That one is very long. Um, it's definitely a longer horror fiction, but that I mean originated from Reddit again, which we talked about. Um, Josh McMillan from Dead Central, a website de- dedicated to horror news, called it one of the most shocking and impactful urban legends of the internet. And like I agree, it's pretty. I, mean, I, I do remember reading it for like the first time in like early high school. And I was kind of a little bit like, ooh. <laughs> well, then, like, it's also, yeah, like, I guess it also depends. I always attribute creepypastas to, like, when I found them, like, the age I was, and, yeah. like, teen, yeah. whatever. Um, but there are, but it's, like, adults writing. Again, right. I'm an adult, I still, like, enjoy a lot of it. Like, it's more fun when, you, like, allow yourself to believe. Thing. A real thing. Um, and that's there's a couple forms on Reddit where like I think like that's even in the rules. It's like you have to act as if every single one of these like come in here being like mm, like bullshit. What if what if, oh yeah like laws and like whatever. It's like, shut up. We're trying to have fun. I'd be scared. I definitely think that that's like something that's like now expected on these kinds of forums. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you're familiar with the Let's Not Meet Again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I think that that's a lot of the like I I'm willing to believe that some of those stories are true, but yeah. a lot of them. Or, like, embellished, or, like, there's some, you know. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like you said, like, those ones that are, like, more grounded in reality are the ones that are kind of, because it's, like, I don't know enough about sleep experiments, right. like, to know that this isn't what happens to people. I'm going to issue the controversial statement, maybe, that, like, creepypastas are a pretty good foray into horror for kids. Yeah. Like, I think you should screen yeah. them, because definitely some creepypastas are, like, awful. awful, and, like, some of them do have, like, more explicit adult content. Right. Like, I wouldn't point a kid towards Baraska. No. But I mean but like scary stories to tell in the dark. Like some of those are like it, yeah it, technically it, like kids can read that, but they are like And and that's what I feel like creepypasta is is like yeah. the internet age, this is the anthology horror yeah. that scary stories to yeah. tell in the dark was for us. Um so I kind of went into <laughs> so here's what I, I really fixated on when I was mm-hmm. researching the Richard Sleep Experiment uh creepypasta was that it was made into a movie. Or planned to make into a movie, yeah. It's called The Soviet Sleep Camp, directed by Barry Anderson. Um, so Barry Anderson has done nothing else of note. <laughs> this movie is impossible to find. Oh, no. Rubbed from the earth, but somehow has an 8.2 out of 10 rating. Like five people that, all the people that were in the movie watched it. And we're like, it, it was fine. It's gotta be something like that. It's fucking sketchy. The production company that produced the movie is called Walk the Moon has no other movies that they've produced. Mogo Media, which is also attributed to the film, literally owned by Barry Anderson. This sounds like like a college assignment where they had to pretend to make a production company 
and make all these things. So you and would they took it a little far. You would think that you would think that and completely believe that, except that according to the internet, somehow this was released October nineteenth of twenty nineteen, and there were some legitimate people tied to the project. Like the makeup artist is Chris Ballas, who's like one of the makeup artists for the 2009 Star Trek with Chris Pine oh. and Zachary Quinto. Oh. Uh, they were attached to film makeup and production design. Chris Catan, which is like a pretty well-known actor, was attached to the film. Um, and then there were some other names attached, like Charles Hubble and Paul Cram and Michael Biller. I don't know These who they are. These are the things are, but... that I imagine like people, like once you get famous enough and you're just like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Let's do that. I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking care if you pay me. Um, so... <laughs> I, like I said, I wasn't able to find a copy of the film to watch. Yeah. Back in January when I started these notes, I thought about emailing the production company to see if they would release Please. a copy of the film to me and never followed through because I have a silly little lady. Well, I think the draft is sitting in the maze of horror email. I would drop, like, the price of a movie ticket for that. Yeah, I would drop 20 bucks yeah, to have exclusive access yeah, to absolutely. this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a pin in this and send this email out after we finish okay, recording. Yes. Um, and if we get our hands on it, we'll we'll watch it we'll and review it. it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could be down for it <laughs> because, like, a lot of like in my head too. Like, I don't know. Part of it is that you like creepy pasta. Some of them aren't gonna like translate well in yeah. like movies. So like Slenderman, um, which technically isn't like a creepy pasta. Origins with around right. him or whatever. But I think part of it is that, like, don't just, like, watch through a movie and get all the information. It's, like, you have to find it and use, like, it's more, like, communal, too. Yeah. Because it's, like, you know, read this next, read this next. I remember, like, being on there and find most Oh, yeah, this chapter editor, like, also, take a shot every time I say like. Immediately blackout. <laughs> blackout drunk. Um, I think that the 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 difficult part of like adapting a pasta into film is that a lot of them are meant to be pretty short. Mm-hmm. Like the Russian sleep experiment is eight to ten minutes on your own, and like you have to really extrapolate that to put it like a feature length movie right. and like it's like here's a character now we're gonna make you try to care about this person even though they're a fucking douchebag or like something right know? it's like what at what point does this become a totally different story when you're adding so much yeah i will say extra content in terms of like horror short there is one um free advertisement but i just, i love them honestly uh alter the channel alter on youtube they do a lot of like super short like literally some of them are it was like shorter ones where it doesn't make you care about like character's name or anything it's just a person in a situation and creepy shit going on um and that is more reminiscent to me of creepy pastas than when they try to make like super long movies right. out of already established content versus like did you did you ever watch the bye bye man yes yes I that did. was that, okay that's Awful. a perfect example Awful. of a terrible movie Awful. based on like i don't is bye bye man a creepypasta i'm pretty I sure think, it is i, I don't know it's, it's gotta be i think it's trying to play off of like already established creepypasta characters where yeah. they don't say their name yeah, we're gonna come bye out. bye man like bitch fuck off like no it, it was so bad and i think that that's like that's the problem that you're gonna run into with like adapting these kinds of stories mm-hmm. into film 
Uh, we've talked a lot about this, though. Like, do you want to go into Whatever, your next yeah. One? I mean, a lot of that applies to, like... Across the board. Across That's the board, applicable yeah. to all of these, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Um, okay, so this next one. Also, shout out to Chonk. He's barking. Shout out to Chonk for his cameo. Thank you, Chonk, for lending your voice and your... <laughs> um, yeah, so the next one um, that I chose, it's called The Disappearance of Ashley. Um, I hate for, to hear my government name. I'm so sorry. Um, for those that don't know, Kansas is a real state. Um, Who doesn't know that? We have like 12 listeners and they're all our friends. I'm kidding. Um, He's out here calling our friends dumbasses. Yeah, and I will to their faces. So... Um, the first line of this story is as follows. Sometime during the night of August 16th, 1952, the small town of Ashley, Kansas ceased to exist. And alone, it's like, wow. Um, so it's played out like, um, it's not just like, oh, there's characters and things like that. It's kind of like, this report came in, here's a call. Like, just, it's like kind of written out like semi-police report kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, like, it's in 1952. Okay. Um, so the story is limited by, like, the time of, like, time period, whereas, like, yeah. Um, and so it, the story describes about how a 7.9 magnitude earthquake was recorded, um, and then that Ashley, Kansas, the town was, like, right in the center of it. Um, this town was swallowed up by, like, a hole that appeared in the ground, and all of the 679 residents were thought to be dead. Which, for people who don't come from small towns, that is a realistic number. I don't know. Some people think that that's, like, crazy. I don't know who I was talking to where I said I grew up in a town that was, like, maybe less than 3,000 people. Like, what? I know. Like, no. Anyone from Des Moines, I'm like, yeah, I grew up in a town of, like, 3,500 What? In high school, it was, like, 3,500 I know, people. and I'm like, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then on August 30th, another earthquake was reported, and then that hole closed back up. So... It was recorded, it whole opened up, town fell in, and then it up around it. Um, and then this story is pretty much like the eight days leading up to that, um, with the reported 911 calls um, that they got. Um, and so this is the 911 from a town nearby, because Ashley was so small, um, all of the calls went out to like a bigger town nearby, and right. the cops from there had to then town, right. which is, again... Normal. Normal for small, for small town. towns, yeah. Like, yeah. We had maybe, like, one or two cops that were, like, living in town where I grew up, and that was, that's enough. <laughs> Adelissa and Nichols have, like, which are, like, little, littler towns mm-hmm. surrounding West Liberty, had, like, no cops of their own, so mm-hmm. it was just, like, state troopers would drive right. by sometimes. Um, which, again, I think, I don't know, uh, me coming from a small town also made some of these things, like, more, like, more realistic. Real, that, yeah, like, feels... yeah, they couldn't just go out there, like, it would take time, or, like, it was night, or, like, I don't know, right. stuff like that. But anyway, so on August 9th, several residents spotted a strange black spot in the sky, and then they, like, it was just there, and, like, it got bigger as people, like, as the days went on, um, and they couldn't really, like, tell what it was. Um, another caller that same day claimed that no matter how far he drove down the single road that led out of the town, he always, and, no, sorry, coming into the town, yeah, into and out of, I guess, uh, he could never make it into town. Like, he could never get to Ashley. Like, he would go down this one road that was straight, took no turns, and still ended up back at the town that he left from. So, like, 
on the days leading up to it, the town was just inaccessible to everybody. Um, so like during these first few days when people were calling 911, the police couldn't even get to them because like they would drive down that one road and then end up back where they came from without turning, without doing anything. That has like the added bonus, I guess, of like, not only does this place not exist, but it exists on some kind of loop where you're going back yeah. to where you start yeah. from. And this was like something that like happened because like first those spots came up in the sky and then all this stuff started happening because like before it was like they were talking about how they used to go into t- you know like people from other towns used to go in there but um it was just like confirmed and like the hole kept getting bigger and so they were all instructed to just not leave their homes stay inside don't try to leave the town whatever um and then a resident called to report that her neighbors which is uh two parents and their kid their two kids tried to drive out of town like they got in their car um but then they like disappeared they never came back into town and then the officers who were stationed on the single road that leads out never found them they never found the car they never found anything like no trace of them which is like they just like were disappeared um and so like they couldn't find record that they left the town in the first place but people in the town had they they weren't there like they knew they weren't there um on august 10th the entire town was completely dark they reported that the sun never rose from the night before um even though when they called the 911, they're like, the, I'm looking at the window right now. The sun is out. <laughs> it wasn't for them. On August 11th, um, one caller said that her daughter was acting odd and talking to her father, who had died three years ago. Um, and most of the other kids in town um, started acting the same, started acting weird. And they were all talking about going out into the dark to, quote, join them. Uh, and then later that same night, all 217 children of the town disappeared. Like they all left the house and then just were gone. Just were gone. Um, and again, on from the inside the town and outside the town, like no one could find them or like traces of them. Um, on August thirteenth, callers reported a fire north of the outside town could not see. So if they said like, "Oh, this is where we see it coming from," but that's where like like another town would be or like on your way right. to another town, and they didn't see anything. nothing. Um. And then at some point, the fire looked like it was coming from the sky and not the ground. So it was like coming down um, onto the ground. And then the last phone call that was recorded, and reminder, the earthquake happened on like the 16th. Um, so the last call that was recorded into night, like 911, was on August 15th after the fires grew so much, it looked like day. Like you could tell it was still nighttime, but it was just so illuminated by the fire. It was really bright. Yep. And so, like, a woman, it was a woman who was, like, freaking out and was talking about everyone, quote, coming back. Um, and she said she saw her son, who had died a year ago, come out of the fire, completely burnt and disfigured, and could only tell it was him because he was talking to her and calling her mommy and Ooh. saying that he wanted her to join him. Yeah. Um, she was hiding in her house because other people who also had, like, loved ones come back out of the fire did open their home um but then when they opened the door um all they could hear was screaming from the houses um because they were being killed by the people that were coming back and she was hiding um in her like closet and then all of a sudden she could the dispatcher could hear the kid Mm -hmm. calling out and the woman was like so freaked out and the last thing they heard was the door open go the kid saying i found you mommy and then just screaming from the woman and then it ends with them saying you know Later that night on the 15th, the morning of the 16th, um, there was that earthquake that hit. 
and the town, like the hole opened up, the yeah. town fell in, and then it wasn't until the 30th that it closed back up again. So there was like a 15 day, day like gap where just, the, there was just a hole in the ground. In the yeah. Ground. Um, and by that time, I think it was just, it was said that people could come to it because I think they said they looked in or they tried to like, right. whatever. Um, but they just, like, okay, everyone's dead. We can't, like, what the fuck were they supposed to do? Right. Like, mm, let's start digging. Like, no, like, everyone's just gone. It doesn't exist anymore. All right. Well, you're not going to put a town here again. Like, let's move on. Honestly, I think that this one would make a good. This one might, yeah, because this one you could at least, like, or a good show, like a limited series show, yeah. where you're like going through the days of the movie. These kinds of stories, like, you know, ACAB, fuck the pigs, oh, yes. right? Okay. But like the kinds of stories where it's like broken up as police reports mm-hmm. or like call logs or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. for some reason to me are exceptionally creepy. Yeah. As like someone who doesn't especially get creeped out, like it being like this makes it feel like a little bit more real. Right. I think for me, the creepiness of that comes from like i'm also not so much anymore but was like more into right um and so there are a lot of just um of people like like you don't know what else to do freaking out right call 911 and then you're not in the right state of mind or like something's happening and like it's cut off and i think it's that suspense of like well what happened what's What's going going on yeah what's gonna happen especially like in this one was like okay they knew this was happening but they couldn't like and like the other link that i see to like true crime is that like yeah there's weird 911 calls which is like a big part of it but then also think about like the number of of crimes or like stories that you hear where people just like just disappear so like it's not outside of their own possibility that a person could just like be gone yeah and so this is creepy pastaness of this is that it's taken to the next level and there's this like history of like yeah it's like large like amount of people gone because it's again it's not just the people are gone it's literally like physically the, the town city. like the buildings everything. right um and that's also just i don't know another creepy small town where, like <laughs> dying towns are like really creepy to go through right. like you can tell that there's like hardly anybody living there anymore, yeah and everything's like semi-abandoned and like, and, and like this is taken to the extreme but that's literally what's happening to, happening to some of these towns right it's like these small towns are dying like people are moving to the cities and like someday they're just like oh, gonna be gone yeah <laughs> sorry about the government name being used i didn't realize i don't know why like it didn't hit me until later i was like oh right whoops whoops it's fine no one thinks about it because no one uses it no. which is the way i prefer it um yeah i oh, god i had another thought and then i can it's gone now, but but empty. Fuck. You can go back. To we'll it. come back to it when I think about it. But oh, recommendation for a similar oh. something. Uh, the podcast Lime Town. Yes. Has a very similar yes. premise where yes, the yes, town yes. disappears. Um, super good podcast. I haven't listened to the second season. Apparently, it's the second season. But um, yeah, check it out if you're interested. Similar to the. So, my second creepypasta, because I only did because I'm a slacker, is Candle Cove. Uh, this one is this one is also super popular, but this one also fucks with me. Okay, so this is originally written by Chris Staub, Straub, 
who is apparently a cartoonist and also has his own podcast. Cool. So, like, podcasts are solidarity. <laughs> um, so just a, the overview of the story. The main fo- focus of this story is a TV show called Candle Cove, which apparently only a small group of people recall watching when mostly, like, children or child age. Um, the children of the story recall the weird-ass show on a web forum, so the structure of the story is that this isn't written out as, a, like, a narrative story from beginning to end or whatever. It's kind of written as, like, a forum post-type situation, so all these people are responding to this forum about um, Candle Cove and what they remember. So, But the premise of the show that they remember, which is called Candle Cove, is a young girl named Janice imagines herself to be friends with pirates, and all the pirates are portrayed as, like, Mary puppets again off the bat awful awful terrible even if that didn't turn out to be anything crazy i hate marionette dolls i hate porcelain dolls i hate (laughs) i do not like dolls. the only puppets i trust are on sesame street yeah and even then and even then thin fucking fucking eyes um so the users on this forum in the story pretty much go back and forth remembering weird things about the show um, like that there was a character called the Skin Taker, who was a skeleton pirate that wore clothing made out of the skins of children. <laughs> and then there's another post about a whole episode that was just the puppets flailing and screaming while the main character, Janice, just cries. Uh, so as it turns out, there's no record of this show existing, and even the people that say they remember it remember it differently or remember different parts of different episodes. Um, and Candle Cove... The story, the written account or whatever that you find on Creepypasta, concludes with a final responder on the thread saying that they recently asked their mother about it and she said every time Candle Cove was on there was only ever static on the TV. So that's a kind of a similar like twist ending yeah. to like your first story, uh, which is, again, super common for these kinds of creepypastas. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Wiles of Aeon, who wrote that entry on like what is a creepypasta, I stole that from an essay that he wrote about Candle Cove um, and other creepypastas, and he called this one one of the best creepypastas out there. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, this story did really creep me out as a like a young person when I read it, but I picked it because in 2016, uh-huh. the Sci-Fi Network adapted into an anthology series called Channel Zero. So the show had four seasons and ran from 2016 to 2018. Season one was about Candle Cove. Mm-hmm. Season 2 was No End House. Season oh. 3 was Butcher's Block. And Season 4 was The Dream Store. No I, End House is... I've read, I've read that one. Yeah. I've only ever watched the first season, but now that we're doing this podcast, it seems like a really good excuse to go back oh, and watch yeah. all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But if, if you've ever watched Parks and Rec, the main character of the first season is uh, Mark Brandanowitz. <laughs> In Channel Zero, his yeah, name yeah. is Mike Painter. Uh, it's, it's like, very loosely based on the story of Candle Cove, mm-hmm. but basically Mike Painter is a child psychologist who comes home to investigate the disappearances of his brother and other kids. Mm-hmm. Mike remembers a creepy show about puppets around the time of the disappearances, and when he comes back into town, he reconnects with his friends, and his friend's daughter, Katie, mentions the show is back. So in the show, Channel Zero... After Katie tells Mark that she's in this Candle Cove show on TV, mm-hmm. the following day Katie goes missing, and Mike is immediately a suspect. Yeah. Um, it keeps the whole the whole thing about like kids watching Static 
in this. So, like, Mike at some point talks to his mom about his brother's disappearance. Yeah, you guys would talk about this show, Candle Cove, but you guys would just be sitting in front of the yeah, TV watching static. Uh, honestly, the entire plot is pretty buck wild. It only really takes inspiration from Candle okay. Cove. Uh, but it's sort of skin skeleton. There is a skeleton. Oh, uh, there's a person who dresses up as a skeleton. Um, there, there is like a lot of the elements of Candle Cove. So like it is pirates, like it is show, mm-hmm. there's like the static thing. Um, there's some buck wild stuff about it. Like there's a teeth monster, which is just unsettling. Yeah. It's made of teeth. Uh, which isn't in the original like Candle Cove story, but it's a lot of fun. I would recommend it. Um, I would love to watch Channel Zero as part of the okay, show. Yes, well, because like okay, and like the part also that makes like this show, like the creepypasta was like the formatting, which like going back to it is like, oh, like the form's deleted now, but ever, but look at these. Look at these screenshots of this forum and like all these replies. Yeah, and like, oh, I typed it out. Like, you know, and that's how it gets like passed along through the internet. Yeah. Like, no one saw the original or got deleted in the story that like now you can't authenticate. Right. Or people are playing into it and being like, oh, yeah. And and, like, this definitely, I think, feel like now leans very heavily on like the naivete of like early internet Mm -hmm. where it's like if you see something on the internet, like you at this time would take it at like face value. Right. Obviously, like nowadays, we're like more informed in terms of right. fake news or like think is you it know, true? Is it true? Is it honest? <laughs> is it informative? Um, and also just because like with the like I don't know if you got into like people talking about like the Mandela effect. Yes. Of like trying to remember like does anyone else remember this happening in the show or like things like that? And there's like a clear cut line of like it's not just one person; it's like a few people. Like, oh, I remember it this way, and yeah. then everyone else saying, oh, I remember it this way, and then so like, and then also again going back to like smaller town kind of stuff, like local network TV, like it was right. a thing that like it could be like, oh yeah, Candle Cove could be just like, the county or like I don't know someone like <laughs> yeah, local like there station. are like local regional things that like yeah. only people from those specific small town regions would remember, right. and like that's a very real thing. Uh, I also think that. Like you were talking about, this very much plays on to like human memory is fickle. Like Mine's non-existent. Not, but like with the Mandela effect, it's like some people remember it this certain mm-hmm. way and they're completely convinced that it's this way, yeah. even though it's like never been this way. Um and so that that makes this story feel very real, um, like very creepy. But also just like imagine being the fucking parent though. Right, or like imaginary friends, or like that doesn't. Kids are fucking creepy. Inherently, kids are weird. Kids are weird. Kids are creepy. I love them. I hope to someday raise a child, but they're fucking creepy. Absolutely. Um. Oh, I was gonna say something else, and I completely forgot again. Wow. What a memory. Speaking of memory, anyway, yeah, Candle Cove is super fun. Uh, Channel Zero is, is a is a great show, even though I've only watched one season. But I would, I think we should. Oh. All right, on the list, <laughs> the giant list of topics. Okay, I guess I'll go on to my last one, as mentioned previously. Um, it's called Pen Pal. Um, it was originally posted on Reddit by the user One Thousand Vultures. 
Uh, but now we know the guy's name is Nathan Arbach. Arbach? Auerbach or Auerbach, yeah. A-U-E-R-B-A. But also Dathan. Nice. Like Nathan. D. Nathan with a D. Um, so this was posted in six parts, eventually. So it was the first part, um, what became the first part was supposed to be a story called Footsteps. And it was this guy, um, which I, when I was taking notes, I labeled him as OP. Because that's how people fucking talk <laughs> on the internet. Original poster, you fucking dweeb. Original poster, because when I was reading it, he doesn't say, like, oh, my name is Dathan. Yeah. He's just like, oh, when I was, you know, so I was like, oh, OP. So I hate myself. Anyway, um, I'm just going to call it, I'm just going to say him. I'm not going to say his name. Again, it's like, fine. In my notes, I put, uh, I, I said Mike Painter is his name for Channel Zero, but I did put M for main, main character. <laughs> Good. Um, but yeah, so like originally it was just, oh, like I recently remembered this creepy thing that happened to me, so share it online. And then people were like interested, and he was like, oh yeah, here's another thing that happened. And it turned into like this six part series that ultimately interconnects, like it all comes back together. Um, but it's like, I was not around at the time when it would be live, I guess, which I would assume would make the experience like even creepier and like, better. <laughs> Um, but I came upon it afterwards, and like Ash mentioned, there is a book now, like published. Um, you can probably like download it online or like request it at your local library because and Ash no, stole the other one. No, I stole Bad Man. Oh, okay. that's his other book. Uh, I think I do own a copy of Pen Pal though. But that's oh. like my personal copy that I own. Uh, the No Sleep podcast also yeah. oh, yeah, produced this mm-hmm. as like an audio drama, yes. so you can listen. To that right. Too. Um, and for the purposes of our podcast i am not gonna go through and summarize the entirety of the six fucking parts um not just because it's also super long Pussy. yes but because i like this is one of the ones where genuinely i'm like you go read it like, yeah that's it's, fair. it's really well written like that's the thing like it's super well written um and it's just like um i know him as like the character is like pretty re- like he's a kid like when he's telling the story right. so you're not gonna be like not oh, fucking you know like <laughs> that's you deserve that because sometimes i'll read some of them and i'm like you deserve you that you went looking you for trouble you went into one, that cave yeah especially because of like what you end up finding out is the reason for all these things right it's very much just like oh my god you poor child like yeah. oh my god so anyway the first one's footsteps i think it's like the shortest one out of all of them um, it's him talking about when he's six, um, and he is talking about, um, hearing footsteps when he's asleep. Um, and so, like, you, and I, this part was kind of relatable, where, like, sometimes when you're laying down and, like, the whooshing of your, like, blood in your ear, sometimes, yeah. like, I, it, to me, it doesn't sound like footsteps, but it sounds like something, sounds like something you know? You and so for him, he's just, like, I'm like, like, I'm hearing it, and it was, like, bothering him. Um, he had a bunk bed, and so... He would always, always, always remember that he went to sleep at the top bunk, but he would occasionally wake up on the bottom bunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, you know, maybe some, maybe I like went to go get water. I don't remember going to the bathroom, stuff like that. And he just fell asleep. Um, but then one night, um, woke up in the middle of the woods that are like next to his house. Um, there was like an inflatable pool thing and like yes. this gross mm-hmm. patch of water. Um, and that becomes important later because he like that's how he remembers that it's that same place because right. he tries to find his way back but he like circles around he gets lost like can't found um, and then he ends up back home and like the cops are there and like his mom was like oh my god what happened you know all this stuff and she's like why did you do that and he's like I didn't like what the fuck are you talking about? like I just woke up in the woods and she's like well there's a note on your bed that was like I'm leaving I'm running away whatever um, but he knew he didn't 
write it and the mom i would assume also know knows that he didn't write it because his name is misspelled on the letter and like part of that could be like oh he's six but also if like you like if you know a kid can write his name right he's gonna keep you know i don't know like right they're gonna keep writing it but he's like that's not how you spell my name like i didn't write this um and so like um the second one is called balloons um which this takes place when he's five so this is before the note being left on his pillow and it kind of sets up how this all started right essentially um so it's balloons so he like five whatever and um in one of his classes it's kindergarten he's in kindergarten and they're doing this thing called the balloon project um where all the kids will like write a letter and they're gonna like tape it to a balloon and they're gonna let him go first of all awful for the environment (laughs) don't do that (laughs) don't Um, just release fucking balloons like in theory cute idea but also um yeah whatever um but yeah so he did that and like wrote his little note and he put like they all put like money for stamps like a dollar or something and like an address where they could write back which was like the school um and then as the days went on like the teacher would come in and be like oh my gosh we got letters back um but the kid like didn't get one at the same time as everyone else's and like he eventually got one um but like the teacher kind of didn't want to give it to him uh, but it was just like a, a polaroid and it was just like a really blurry picture of just like a landscape or something like whatever um and he kept getting another note and like he kept getting them um but they were all just essentially the same thing like blurry pictures like maybe that's a building like a tree whatever um and then they just eventually stopped he eventually just stopped opening them because they were all like the same like what the fuck is this because all that he talks about like the other kids were like oh yeah like they got like sent postcards from like a place or it was cool stuff that they got and he's like in kindergarten so he's like this fucking sucks um and, <laughs> and then, like sorry to interrupt but you're retelling but like the other thing that i remember is that you know kids stopped getting letters eventually oh yeah he did get bored and he, got, he did not he kept getting them um that's why he kind of also stopped opening them because again kindergartner he doesn't care he's just all right um and oh i should mention so like when he sent the money wrote on the dollar or stamps like he didn't write a note he wrote it on the dollar and this comes back because um, later during the summer, his friend Josh, who is a recurring character, it's his friend, so like he comes back. Um, they have like a little lemonade stand, super cute. Um, I'm gonna interrupt myself. I one time did this with a cousin of mine, but instead of having a lemonade stand, we literally just had a water stand, and we were just I selling cups of water to people. That's so funny. And, but we were like little, and so some people were like, "Wow, thanks!" And like would get. I think we got like a few bucks from it. Yeah. Like people were like, "Oh, these fucking children don't even have enough to like get, make lemonade." That's like, so funny. Any like cool like nothing, not even cooling nothing. We're just like, let's just sell water. That it wasn't. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, my parents remind me of that all the time. Like, remember when you did that? Just sold water to people. That's so funny. I would remind if I had a child. Yeah, I, that, I was I would like, remember mm-hmm. the stupid thing you did. So funny. But anyway, so like they're selling. Um, and then, you know, the day goes by, cool, and then they go to come, and the dollar, one of the dollars that's in there has it written for stamps in his hand. Well, that's so Um, and he's like, wow. Um, wow. Again, as a kid, but, like, creepy. In his head, he's like, wow, like, it made it back to me. Bought something. But first, I must have bought right. something it's with it. Right, it just and, cycled like, back. It's changed, and, like, that kind of thing. Um, and then... In the same story, this part two, it's still him and Josh, like, 
hanging out and so they're back in like the little wood area like near his house and there's like a little ditch like dirt ditch i don't know they just are playing and then they hear these like weird noises he describes them as robot noises because that's what they called them when they were kids um and he's like oh, i don't know what it is um and then he just goes home to put his money away and then he finds the box of all the unopened like polaroid stuff and so he just starts opening them and like mostly they're like of the same things like blurry and blurry but then like they start getting like more into focus where it's like a specific street and he can like right. read it and he's like oh that's near here and like all this stuff until the most recent one um that he got which was delivered like that day was of him and his friend playing in that dirt ditch and then he realizes those sounds that he was hearing that were the robot noises were of a camera clicking um and then it like shows his mom and she called the cops immediately and he's like, why? And she's like, honey, there's no postmark on this. Like, this was delivered to the house. Well, first of all, anyway, there's just, like, a picture of her child. Right. Took. <laughs> but also, it wasn't postmarked, so he didn't get it from He school. didn't get it from the mail. Right. Like, no one mailed it to the house. They put it in their mailbox. Yeah, so things like that. And then um, part three is called Boxes, which is about a cat that he had, which on, this is a little sad. There's, a little, there's, there's like child death but um it's him moving houses um and his mom always acting really weird and like there was like um his cat boxes he named him boxes um would like run away a lot and would like run under the house and so like as they're packing his mom goes to get boxes and she like looks really freaked out and she's like actually we're moving today like they were supposed to move in two weeks and she's like we're gonna move right now and they never went back for any of their stuff so he, he remembers like he still have like clothes and boxes and like all this stuff and that they never went back for um and then so like a year like so later he is at josh's house and then that had been missing and so he's like well what if he went to the old house and so he convinces josh to like sneak out to go to his old house to try and find his cat and he goes under there and he finds like food well first of all like rotting animals and also like food and like a blanket and he thought his mom left that out for his cat uh, but it turns out she didn't um and then his friend to try and help him like find the cat went into the house which looked abandoned um and he also just talks a lot about how his mom like did not tell him any of this when he was a kid like this is like the parts that he knows now is like him putting it afterwards like as an adult like together. yeah like his mom telling him yeah like she lied and was like yeah people moved in like it's whatever but like the house is actually abandoned and all this stuff but it turns out there was someone living in his old house and like his clothes had been put out of the boxes and hung back up and um like there was just a bunch of like dead animals everywhere and all this stuff and um again i didn't want to like go through all of it and like spoil the ending for this one in particular although you can kind of tell where it's going is like right. he's a child getting stalked by like a creepy fan and it's like a, an interesting like it's not just like oh this is how i thought it as a child but also supplying information that he then learned afterward um from his mom and stuff like that um and then there's also a thing with um they had like walkie talkies that they used um to talk to each other and when they're back at his old house his friend leaves his there and um when they go back into like sneak back into the house he hears like the walkie talkie make and he hears his cat meowing and so but then he realizes it's the walkie-talkie and then he realizes that the walkie-talkie is back at the house and so somebody has it now and is like using it right and that plays on like later on 
in the story as well that I think he kind of like communicate some way like it comes back into play um which if I'm putting my like realistic hat on like this is just a really well written story all these things are tied together right. and like it makes sense um because it's like oh yeah this comes back later oh yeah I remember this foreshadowing and yeah um, to some kids right. is like adults are sometimes awful. creepy and awful and terrible yeah. and yeah and i just like also because like i watch a little criminal mind yeah. and so it's always like on the hunt on the owl for like you know predators like the kid and but this one like, he didn't run into the man like it by that like he right um and i'm like i might be like misremembering this another part because I haven't read the full, so um, and but it's just so I think, and I might be misremembering it. It's been a minute since I've read it, but I think that like the reason, or so I think that when they originally sent the letters, they like included Polaroid pictures of themselves. Uh, yeah, to like. As some way to like, yeah. If you see the face of this child, like you're more likely Which, to write back. Also, thinking back, awful thing. Don't ever fucking do that. Do not. Don't ever... just send out random. Again, and this is like going back. He said like, this must have been the 80s, 90s, or something. Yeah, is what he's. I think like when he was a kid. Um, and so like, yeah, I guess back then they used to do shit like that. I don't know. Um, because <laughs> like thinking back, it's like yeah, people would be a lot more like, I don't know, like friendly, and like they didn't think that things like this would happen, kind of thing. Which is completely buck wild to me because I feel like 80s and 90s was like peak serial killer. There's a thing about that I saw, or like, I remember like an article or whatever, people talking about like it was an awful merging of those two things of people like we didn't lock the doors, super trusting, all the things that allowed for people to take advantage of that and take advantage of people who were like either super helpful or like if they were vulnerable people people, and it was just like oh this that would never happen here that would never happen here and like they were trying to create this ideal like living air you know right life that like oh this isn't i don't know whatever but again very good i recommend it um yeah again the the book is called pen pal by dathan auerbach um where where can you find it in parts? Is it on Reddit or Creepypasta? Um, so I got mine on this one, not might... the Creepypasta site. So there's a Creepypasta wiki, wiki yeah. that has the stories, and so it has Pen Pal in all six parts on there. Um, I'm sure if you looked on Reddit, I think it's still on the No Sleep one. Probably. Um, you just have to like search for it. 
Um, or like I said, you can even get like buy it on like don't buy it on Amazon. So if you want to read it in its original form, you can find it on the Creepypasta wiki. Mm-hmm. If you want to read it as a book, uh, again, it's called Pen Pal mm-hmm. by Dathan Auerbach. We're not getting any. We're not getting paid for no. mentioning it, but no. we should. Dathan Auerbach. Um, and then again, if you want to listen to it as a dramatized audio mm-hmm. fiction experience, the No Sleep podcast uh, did record all six parts um, the, a few the, years ago, I think. Yeah, the Kindle version is $5 and paperback is bad. bad. Um, also read his other book, Badman. It's a very good book. I enjoyed it. So much so that I this, stole it from the library. Yeah, so just to give us a synopsis, I'm on his site. He has, like, a, a site for his stuff, which is oh, thousandvultures.com, which yeah. is, I think, really dope that he, like, kept that Kept his original username. Yeah, uh, but, so the description for Badman is, they say that you've got 48 hours to find a missing person, that it becomes a different kind of search before too long. Critical window. One that closed on Ben five years ago. His three-year-old brother, Eric, slipped away from him at a grocery store, vanishing right into the air of the Florida panhandle. Um, and so it's him searching for his brother and, like, you know, still looking for him. Yes. All that stuff kind of happens. Um, but, yeah, so I really recommend it. Like, it's one of the ones that, like, I keep going back to and it's still every time. Very like, good. It's still every it's, time. Every time me. it's still good and yeah. it's still creepy. Yeah. Um, props to Dathan. Props to Dathan. Um, but then, actually, so my last little fun thing. I forgot to mention this. There is one that I want to read. I um, okay, I, I feel like I know it's coming, it's a, but... So this is also an original Creepypasta that was posted on the 4chan Paranormal board on March 28th, 2008, um, because there's t- it's timestamp. Have it is from... So you're with your honey, and you're making out when the phone rings. You answer it, and the voice is, what are you doing with my daughter? You tell the girl, and she say, my dad is dead. Then who was phone? Then who was then who phone? Was I hate that I, I knew that it was going to be but I, then I was like, phone. oh, you might know. You might know. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, again, it's a meme at this point, but it's just someone who, like, on these forums, again, there are some people who just, like, were trolling. And I've like, heard this kind of story called crappy pasta. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where it's, like, purposely De- trying deliberately to be bad. bad. And it's, the spelling is awful and all this stuff, but, like, it turned into a copy pasta because, like, on the forums... Like where people were posting creepy things, people would just post. Then who was phone? Then who was, then who phone? was phone? And then it's yeah. So that the movification of horror is. Yeah. I love. I love it. I do. Then who was phone? Then who was or phone? like man man hand hook car door. <laughs> <laughs> That's another. One. <laughs> Hold on. Um, what car door here? Are you finding? Yeah. It? Um. I'm vamping right now because I can't have any dead air. So it's it's them, like a guy and his again his honey. I don't know. They're all on the side of the road in a car, and there's like there's a noise. It's like oh my god, the cars or whatever. And then one of oh, I should actually just read it. It's very short. Man and girl go out to drive under moonlight. They stop at on a at a side of. I'm reading it exactly how it's said. <laughs> he turned to his girl and say, "Baby, I love you very much. What is it, honey? Our car is broken down. I think the engine is broken. I'll walk and get some more fuel." Okay, I'll stay here and look after our stereo. There have been news reports of stereos being stolen. Good idea. Keep the doors locked no matter what. I love you, sweaty. So they're... <laughs> I love you, I love sweaty. You sweaty. 
So the guy left to get full for the car. After two hours, the girl said, where is my baby? He was supposed to be back by now. And the girl <laughs> hear a scratching sound and a voice say, let me in. The girl doesn't do it. And after a while, she goes to sleep. The next morning, she wakes up and finds her boyfriend still not there. She gets out to check in. Man door hand hook car door. <laughs> Baby's still not there. Her baby's still not there. Sweaty. sweaty. I forgot about the sweaty part. Oh my god. Oh my god. Amazing. Uh, amazing. There's a fucking Snopes article about it. That's so good. Again, it's the again like the writing is awful and it's like oh the engine's broken. Let me go get some more Let fuel. Let me go get some fuel. I love you so much, sweaty. My baby's still on. <laughs> Where's my baby? Where's my baby? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but then she goes out to check in Mandor had her car. <laughs> and on that note, anyway, uh, this has been our 11th episode of Maze of Horror. Uh, follow us on social media at Maze of Horror on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at mazeofhorror at gmail.com if you have a recommendation for a topic we should do next. Or, like, just talk to us. Email us to say, hey, we listen. Um, until next time. Watch out for Andor Hacker. <laughs> Watch out for Who Was Phone. Who Was Phone. In the, the Maze of, of Horror. horror.